Here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Hey everybody, happy Thursday and welcome back to Middle of the Res Road. It is Morgan here today and I am by myself doing my first solo podcast episode. But I am lucky enough to sit here with two of Fond du Lac Reservations doulas. I have Megan and Val here with me today. Hi. 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 (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, let's start off. Every episode, we do a trivia question. So let's get into it. Are you guys ready for the trivia question? Sure. Okay. Legend has it basketball player Michael Jordan was breastfed until he was how old? I have options A, six years old, B, three years old, C, six months old, or D, Gatorade. I mean, he's a freaking athlete. I don't know. I'm going to say six. Six years. Six years old? I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, six years. Okay. All right. Well, no one can find out until the end of the episode, so. Oh, we're all waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is it? <laughs> all right. And every episode, we go over some events, so I'll quickly run over those. We have traditional lacrosse, August 18th, right across the f- in the field of Holy Family Church on Reservation Road. Have you guys been able to attend that yet? No. No. Have you guys ever played lacrosse? No. Yes, I have. Is it fun? Yes, it hurts. Does it? It's fun (laughs) in a good way. I mean, um, it's not running. Sometimes your fingers will get smashed up by the sticks, but it's fun. It's. I want to try it. And um, I know like traditional lacrosse is a little different, but it is tons of fun. Well, cool. And then we also have a back-to-school barbecue and backpack event, August 20th at Veterans Park in Cloquet. There is also an Innovate 218 networking event, Calling All Entrepreneurs. That is August 24th uh, at Streetcar in Carlton. And then to to continue with the powwow highway, we have Malax Traditional Powwow, August 19th, 20th, and 21st, as well as Shakopee's. Metawakatan Powwow, August 19th, 20th, and 21st. So quite a lot of events coming up this weekend. Do you guys have any plans? This weekend? No. No? Well, you're lame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Val? Uh, I think I'll be going north for ceremonies this weekend. So, oh. yeah. Cool. All right. So before we get into learning more about you guys as doulas and all that, we're going to do a this or that game. Okay? All right. So we'll start. Lunch with friends or solo date? Lunch with friends. Lunch with friends. Lunch with friends for me too. Bake cookies or do a craft? Do a craft. Can I do both? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. I would. I would bake cookies. Lose your phone or lose your wallet? 
phone. I'd have to say phone too. Yeah, phone. Have no house or no car? No car. No car. Same. Be a mind reader or be invisible? Be invisible. (laughs) I feel like I'm already an overthinker, so I'd probably be (laughs) invisible too. (laughs) Same. Unlimited free clothes or unlimited free food? Unlimited free food. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of question is that? Free food. (laughs) I'd have to go with clothes. That's just me. Live in the city or country? Country. Country. Same. Okay. This is like our mom edition. Step on Legos or step in pee? Step in pee. (laughs) I'd rather step in pee too. (laughs) Legos (laughs) hurt. I I don't know. I think I'd have to rather step on a Lego. (laughs) Okay. Clean their room or clean the bathroom? I'd rather clean their room. Probably the bathroom. Oh, I'd have to clean their room. <laughs> shower in peace or shop in peace? Shop in peace. Shower in peace. I'd have to go with shop in peace. Clean up poop or clean up puke? Ooh. <laughs> I think I'd rather clean up poop. Honest- same. Yeah, honestly, yeah, same. <laughs> Sleep in or take a nap? Sleep in. Mm, me too. All right. Introvert or extrovert? I would say extrovert. Yeah, I could see that. I think I'm an introvert. <laughs> Same. Rain or sunshine? Sunshine. I like the rain. <laughs> sunshine. Night out or night in? Night out. <laughs> <laughs> night in. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Calls or texts? Ooh, the older I'm getting, I feel like calls. Same. Texting annoys me now. I'll look at a notification and forget about it one minute yeah. later. Yeah. I think it depends. I don't know. I'd prefer texts. Always late or always early? Like in the middle. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> depends on what it's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> I feel like uh, before I had a kid, I was, like, always early. And now that I have a kid, I'm, like, constantly late for everything. (laughs) Guilty, too. Okay. Ponytail or bun? Bun. Maybe a bun. I feel like I want to get a good bun, but my buns always look terrible, so I always go with a ponytail. Long nails or short nails? Short. I love long nails, but... Doing the work we do, mm-hmm. you gotta have short oh, nails. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leggings or jeans? I, I'm more of a jeans person. I think these days. I think it depends on the season. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Leggings and like I like leg- leggings in like the summer, hotter months. Jeans in winter, colder yeah. months. I've definitely swapped. I used to be jeans twenty four seven, but now I'm leggings. All right. Well, that wraps up our list or that. Are you guys ready to get to know the doulas, everybody? All right. So I want to know more about you guys. Whoever wants to go first can start. Um, just your name, where you grew up, and where you're from, where you went to school, your family, if you have kids or not. Just whatever it is. 
first? Okay. So my name is Megan Waite. I grew up um, on the Fond du Lac Reservation in the Cloquet area. Um, I have a family. I have um, I have an eight-year-old daughter. She is mine. And I have a 14-year-old nephew whom I've just recently took custody of. And then we have one foster boy. Oh. Yeah. Um, I went to school in Carleton. Graduated from Carleton in 2011. Um Recently, just graduated college with my bachelor's of science, um, and I work for the Fond du Lac Human Services in the Quality Assurance Department. I am the evaluator auditor, and also contracted as a doula. Wow! Yeah, you have a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Val. Uh, oh my goodness, I grew up. In a lot of different places, I guess you can say. Like, um, my mom moved us from Fond du Lac here when I was, like, three months old out to the West Coast. So I grew up in, like, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia. I lived on Vancouver oh Island, um, Manitoba. So I did a lot of moving. Um, and I would always, my dad would always come back and forth and see us. And uh, my parents are, like, I don't know if, how you would define it traditional. But we'd go to ceremonies a lot of the time. So I'd always see a lot of family travel a lot in the summer um and I think when I was like 14 or 15 I came back to Fond du Lac to be with my grandma because she was like my only living grandparent and she's from Fond du Lac and um I just wanted to be close to her and get to know her more and have her in my life because I like, realized you know I don't have any other grandparents just want to get to know her and plus know my family around Fond du Lac and um I went to high school Oh, God, where did I go? Fond du Lac for a little bit, and Cloquet kind of bounced around. Um, I was a troublemaker in high school, so <laughs> that's kind of why I bounced around in between here and there and um, went through some rough stuff for a while, uh, you know, and um, just recently, I think within the last, let's see, I'm six years sober, and... Um, my son is five years old, so it's kind of like one of the reasons that got me Aww. together, got my life together. Um, I started going back to school, and right now I am pursuing, uh, I'm kind of on the fence with two things, um, ethnobotany, which is like plant medicine, and being able to say, hey, I know these plants, I can prescribe them, and also uh, wildlife biology, so, and then doing doula work with uh, Fond du Lac, that's kind of came into my life when I had my son, and um also, I do a lot of work with, like, the, um, I don't know what you call it, Environmental Institute at the college. So I do, like, a lot of um, field work, like, water sampling for the mercury levels in wild rice lakes and um, helping with, like, invasive species specialists and stuff like that. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so you're in college and you just graduated college. Yes. So now, what are your plans now that you graduated do you see a job change somewhere soon or no? Um, I mean, I've looked. I haven't found anything that I really, really want to. I mean, there is stuff I do really want to do, but unfortunately it's not in our area and it would have resulted in me having to move. So what kind of job is the outcome of your, your degree? Um, or what kind of job? I want to do, like, forensic stuff. That's, oh. That was, like, my, my my first goal was, like, probation. Yeah. But I just, I don't know if I want to do probation anymore. And so I kind of liked the forensic part of, like, school. 
like when we would get into like about like forensic stuff I, it really interests me but um we don't have a lot of it in this area mm, so okay. now I just don't know like what's happening but well cool just kind of waiting <laughs> well good job for graduating thank you that's exciting well cool so what were you guys' dream dream jobs like growing up where did you guys see yourself I don't really know. I feel like I never had, like, a dream, like, in high school. Like, I feel like everyone knew what they were doing, and I just never did. And then I just, after, like, I had my daughter, then I was like, oh, I should probably go to school and, like, get a degree. And, like, everyone needs a degree at some point for some higher job. And um, and then I kind of started falling in love with, like, law enforcement and, like, criminal justice stuff mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know why. Like, I just <laughs> I don't have anyone in my family who's like law enforcement or anything <laughs> like that. So, um, just like as I was going to school for criminal justice, I just started getting like more and more into it, and um, and then just like in our community, I just I see myself like helping the community in that kind of way. So I just thought it would be beneficial for for those reasons. Well, cool. Well, that's exciting. That's funny that you say that. Like my. You know, that brought me back to, like, you know, you get that question in, like, elementary school. Like, what's your dream job? I got in trouble for saying what I wanted to do. I was, like, you know, everybody's, like, I want to be a ballerina, a firefighter. And I was, like, I want to be an international arms dealer. <laughs> and my, like, teacher was, like, do you know what that is? I was, like, yeah, I would sell guns and stuff all over the world. <laughs> yeah, they call my parents. <laughs> um, but, no, growing up, like, after a while, you know, like, kind of that was – out obviously (laughs) and um but like seeing what my parents did doing ceremonies and stuff and just kind of like being somebody that could help people was like my thing like and still I kind of had that like I don't know what I want to do you know everybody's in high school like I'm going for this once I once I get out and I'm like I I don't know what I'm doing um and um now it's like I kind of have this idea of something that I want to do but it's still I feel like it's always changing you know so Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what brought becoming a doula into fruition for you guys? I never knew what a doula was. So I had my daughter eight years ago. And um, I remember someone like mentioning it like when I was like going to like my OB appointments. And I was like, and like the way they explained it was just like, I thought it was more beneficial for maybe like moms who didn't have a partner. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I thought. And I was like, no, like I don't want to take that experience from Scott. So I was like, we don't need, like, another person there. And um, and then after I had my daughter, um, I started working for the Center of American Indians, the Care Building in Duluth. And um, I met Nacy, and she was one of our old doulas. And um, she, you know, we just got to know each other. And I was like, oh, what do you do here? And she's like, oh, I'm a doula. And I was like, what is a doula? Like, I, I don't really know. And then she explained it, and she was like, you know, we're a support person for women who are going to have babies or have babies after they have babies. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds so cool because I just had my daughter. And um, I witnessed my first birth when I was 15. And I remember being like, this is so cool. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. And then I, have you know, finally gave birth. And then um, so after she explained it a little bit better, I was like, man, like, that's what they do? Like, (laughs) I guess I could have used that. Like, everyone could use some support. So then – I had reached out to the program, like, right then and there, and um, my daughter was just so young, though, so they were just like, you know, you just had her, like, maybe wait till she's a little older, because it can be pretty demanding, and you have to, like, sometimes leave in the middle of the night, and, like, stuff like that, so then I kind of forgot about it, and then 
when she was like three, somebody was like, hey, are you still interested in the doula program? And like, they're looking to possibly hire. And I was at um, Maneo and at this time. And so I had reached out to the program again. And they were like, yeah, we're doing like meet and greets. And then I got the times mixed up or the building mixed up. And I went to the wrong place and I missed the meet oh, and no. greet. And I was like, maybe it's just not meant to happen. And um, they actually contacted me and they were like, we still want to meet you, like, if you want to. Aww. And I was like, yeah. So then I went and had a private interview with, um, her name was Alice, and she was our supervisor at the time. And, um, yeah, and then she just offered it to me and just cool. took off from there. Yeah. So do you remember what year that was? Uh, I started in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, February of 2018 was when we did our first training. So, so that was, like, when we were, like, officially, like, four, doulas. Four years ago now? Wow. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, going cool. into, like, our fifth year, I think. Yeah. Did we train together? Yeah, we did train oh, together. Yeah. With, at the forestry? At the forestry, yeah. Because I feel like we went to a different one, too. I don't know. There's been so many trainings. <laughs> I know. They've kind of been all over, but yeah. I, our initial one was, yeah, it was, like, four, five days long. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yep. at forestry. Yeah. Was yeah, because we were hired at the same time. 18, was it? Yeah, it was the winter of 2018. Okay. Yeah. I always forget. I just remember doing it. <laughs> yeah, because I know it's been almost five years, so. Yeah. Wow. I know. I took a year off when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, did you yeah. guys, did COVID affect your duties as a doula? I mean, I guess I don't really know, did I, it? I think so. Well, okay. because, like, you were kind of already going through a lot, right? Yeah. I think for a while. Yeah. And you took some time off, because I remember right before COVID happened, we were getting... Lots of referrals. We were seeing lots of clients doing a lot of support stuff, like with a, um, like we were trying to f- drop off meals and stuff after um, for moms and the family. We were doing like a lot of check ins. Um, but when COVID happened, it was just like there was no, we couldn't have contact with mm-hmm. anybody. We stopped getting clients. Um, it was the whole and the whole thing too, like with home births. You know, a lot of moms wanted to switch to that, and we were kind of like, we can't. We're not trained in that. We're yeah. not, you know. And so it was just like a really um, bumpy area, a gray area, and it was like really hard to navigate and and be supportive because it was like we couldn't see anybody in person, and it, it's just it's a different vibe when you're trying to text or like talk. Yeah, phone. for just, sure. You don't have that connection with somebody so it was a lot harder to even establish establish a relationship with a client like if we got one during COVID so it definitely did change things a lot COVID was hard so I had two babies during COVID and like the first one was like right at the heat of it in 2020 and it was lonely going to appointments by yourself and ultrasounds by yourself couldn't have like my parents or my other kid come see us in the hospital I just terrible yeah yeah but it's a scary time for sure yeah we kind of skipped ahead but Val how did you become into the doula world oh okay let's see I my cousin actually was kind of part of the program um Rebecca Nolnap and she kept bugging me like always sending me messages and texts and at first I was like I just had a baby I think he was like six months old um and I had, like, struggled with breastfeeding. Like, everything that could go wrong, like, went wrong. And I was like, I'm going to do this, though. Like, I'm determined. And I would reach out to her and some other people, like, hey, you know, uh, do you know who I can talk to? And then also, like, our lactation consultant at Fond du Lac. And 
made it through all that and she kept on like you know I think you'd be really good you advocated really well for yourself and you reached out and she's like I could see how um you might be really good for the program and I kind of was like it's like I'm not sure I'm not really looking for a job like you know I just I don't know I'm still trying to figure out how to be mom like I'm still trying to figure out what am I what am I doing like am I even doing this right like (laughs) (laughs) um but I filled out the paperwork I remember we sat at Dunn Dunn Brothers and I was just like filling out the paperwork, thinking in my mind, like, I'll try it, and I'm probably just going to quit, like, after I do the training, and I think I'm just going to quit. I did the training, and I, like, loved it. I loved everything. I loved it, and, um, but it was, it was a little, like, intimidating, right, because it's, like, something that I've never done, and being, Mm like, uh, am I, and now I got to show other moms, or, like, help them through this process, like, I just hope that I can do it, and, um, I've been doing it ever since. And now a message from our sponsor, Polymet Mining. Did you know that Northern Minnesota has the world's largest untapped deposit of copper, nickel, and other precious metals? And that these raw materials are the building blocks of modern life, used in everything from life-saving medical devices to cell phones, computers, solar farms, and electric cars. Polymet Mining plans to supply American industry with these essential metals from a mine, and processing facility near Hoyt Lakes. It's a project that will create hundreds of family-sustaining jobs in both its construction and operation phases, all while meeting every single strict federal and state environmental standard. Learn more about this vital work at polymetmining.com. So how did your first birth go? Like your first experience being a doula? Like as a doula? Yeah. Um... I just, I remember just like being really nervous because I was like, you know, like, you know, moms are just kind of going through it and it's like, you you know, you want to like do all the things that you've learned and you're like, Hey, I can like help you. But at the same time, they're like, don't touch me. Like get away from me. And so then you also just feel like you're being annoying. And so like, I remember like there was like our first ones were obviously like shadowed with other doulas, which was amazing because I would have been terrified just in there all by myself. So, like, I, it was nice to have, like, that support from the other doulas being, like, okay, now, like, let's try this with mom and stuff. And, and it was, like, nice, but it was it was intimidating. Like, it just, you know, you're in someone's, like, very, very, very mm-hmm. personal space. And there's just a lot going on, especially in hospitals. You know, there's doctors and nurses in and out. And it's just, it's not totally home to mom. And so you can already tell they're, like, uncomfortable. And then we come in and we're, you know, I was a total stranger at that time to this mom. And so she was... You know, I just feel like we didn't have, like, that full-on connection. Yeah. But then eventually we did. Like, we were there for hours, and it, like, got better. But, it, yeah, it's 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 intimidating every time. Like, it's just, you just want to make sure you're, like, doing the right thing and not being too needy or, like, anything mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. I would say I know with the shadowing, that was, like, intimidating, right? And it was, like, um, the person that you shadowed, like, whether it was Tammy or Nacy they got to know the client and we were just somebody that was right. there. So yeah. it was really hard to be yeah. like, um, should I touch her? Like, should yeah. I, should I mm-hmm. help do anything? Cause it's like, I don't know what she wants exactly. We're just there. Yeah. So that was like the harder, harder part to like, how do I navigate this space? How do I be helpful? Like, how do I, you know, do anything in this space? Yeah. I don't really know too much about the person. Um, but I really did appreciate being able to shadow because it's like you could ask all the questions like, how do I do this? What if this comes up? And and having that experience, doula, being able to guide you through and be like, this is, 
you know, when this happens, you know, take some time, go out, step out. And um, I appreciated that. I think I remember I shadowed for, like, maybe three extra births just because I didn't want to go out and have my own clients. And then plus that's, like, even scary in itself to be like, hey, by the way, you're my first client. Like, thank you. Yeah, no kidding. Like, you don't want (laughs) to say that to somebody. But it's, like, um, being able to say, like, hey, you know, I shadowed uh, six births. Like, if you want somebody else... Uh, to come in like I don't mind doing that because I I agree like if that's what you want um, I'm fine with that so it it was um, difficult I would say and scary and intimidating easing easing into Mm -hmm. that like being able to be kind of on your own but in the same same way it's like we aren't on our own because we can always like we're that was one of the main things was like when you're at a birth by yourself reach out to your doula sisters like if you have questions reach out we have like a doula phone that we if we can't get a hold of one of somebody else on the team we can always call the phone and be like hey this is what's going on what do you think like do you have any ideas anything I can try like anything I can say and so that was like amazing to have that like extra line of like communication Mm -hmm. to be like hey I don't know what I'm doing nobody else kind of knows what do you think so Cool. And and to continue to have that is pretty awesome. Awesome. And for everyone who doesn't know, Megan was in the room when my oldest was born. Not as a doula, but just as a friend. <laughs> that was my second birth. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I remember you too, like asking me, like, do you want me to do anything? Do you want me to like rub your back? I don't. I probably was like, no. I don't know. I didn't want to be touched. <laughs> A lot of people don't when they're in that kind of pain, which is definitely understandable. So so how many births would you guys say you've been a part of? Do you guys keep a count? Um, Like with my doula experience and like a friend and a Mm -hmm. family member, I think I've been to nine. Okay. Like nine or ten, I think. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm somewhere between 13 and... 19 holy I lost count after 13 I just kind (laughs) of like because I used to I have a little log book for my own like personal like this is I'll I'll write notes just to remember like this is what I did this is what I tried um and I think at 13 I stopped counting so so (laughs) what kind of things do you guys do with mom up until birth and do you guys like keep in touch after birth yeah so we do like um I always try to keep like during the pregnancy, like, try not to, like, bother them too much, so I just, I always tell them, like, three initial visits is, like, what I like to do during pregnancy, like, we have our first initial visit, and we sign, like, our contracts and our, like, release forms and stuff, and then, you know, get to know each other, and then usually meet them again, and we do, like, a birth plan, like, as they're further along, and then the third visit is usually, like, right before they have baby, and, um, I usually, like, offer a belly cast, and a lot of moms just say, like, no, like, you're just, like, I don't really know what to do with it after and stuff, which is understandable, so then I'm, like, oh, do you want to just meet and, like, get coffee and go over your birth plan one more time, just make sure, like, it's exactly where you want it, and um, so I try to do that during the pregnancy, and then after delivery, we are, we do postpartum um, six weeks if they choose not to breastfeed. And then if they choose to breastfeed, they get to have us for a year if, if they still want oh, us. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then usually we, I just check in with mom. Like, I'll try to do it, like, pretty often right after birth just because I know, like, brand-new babies can be a lot, and it 
as soon as he, like, you know, do you need anything around the house done? Like, can I bring you anything? Um, and then usually, like, I try to check in, like, monthly as the baby gets, like, older. And then usually, like, the moms are like, yeah, come over. Or sometimes they're just like, we're good. And so I just do, like, a yeah. little check-in. Cool. Yeah, I would say that, too. Like, well, I know a lot, a lot of that stuff was pretty normal with COVID, before COVID. Yeah. But afterwards, it was st- it's still kind of iffy. It is, like, yeah. can we go come over and do you need, like laundry folded do you want me to put something in the laundry do you want me to help with dishes because that's what we used to do and then like after covid it was just like we don't know it's always changing like yeah, yeah. you it's okay for in-person visits this week no so um it was it's still kind of a little weird trying to navigate like when we can visit afterwards but i think same i was pretty i'd be pretty um I think I'm annoying afterwards because I'm like, do you need anything? Yeah. Like, I'll try to text. I try to do a lot of texting just because I know, like, it's hard to answer the phone. Yeah. So I'm like, hey. Yeah, and then some, sometimes they may not get back to me for, like, a couple days, and which is understandable. But I'm like, hey, you know, we have this, this, and this. If you're still breastfeeding, like, I can hook you up with um, some information or, like, do you need help with a pump? Like, um, I know we were doing meals for a while and uh, – I think, again, with COVID, that kind of was like, we don't know. Um, so I know for a while what I was doing was just, like, I would have, like, a little purse at my house and just kind of fill it with, like, snacks and, like, chocolates and, like, a baby Aww. wash and just be like, hey, I brought you a little gift, like, because it's, it's, it's so hard to, like, be able to see how you're doing, and I hope this is something to kind of show, like, I'm still thinking of you, you Aww. know. Um, and it's still that's still been, like, iffy again because yeah. it's just – Hopefully soon it's going to be pretty normal again where we can, like, come in and see moms and be like, how is it going? Like, you know, do you need help with nursing? And, um, yeah, so. I just feel like COVID in general is just, like, it makes you so much more anxious, too, because it's like they Mm -hmm. have these brand-new babies, and, like, if you get, like, one little sniffle and, like, you're just like, geez, like, I don't want to, you know, what I don't, what if it is COVID? I don't want to expose this little baby. So I feel like I'm a lot more anxious now just because I'm, like, I'm just, like, scared. I don't want to, like, get anyone sick. Not that I'm, like, always sick or something, but I'm just, like, (laughs) it just gets, like, really nerve-wracking. Like, you don't, you know, you don't want to get someone's baby sick or or mom sick or anyone else in the household, so. Yeah, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. Sensitive. Different. It's, it's a way different world right now so mm-hmm. um well did you guys know august was the national breastfeeding awareness month i did okay so yeah that's <laughs> why we it worked out perfectly for you guys to do this interview in honor of that um for this month but do you guys have any like words for you know what do you, what would you guys say to like a mom who's like on the fence about it or might need an extra like just a thought or something because i know it's hard I mean, I breastfed all three of my kids for over a year. Thank God I was, like, blessed with that and didn't struggle with it, but I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, breastfeeding is always, like, it's so different for me because I feel like my journey was cut super short, and I feel like the support wasn't, like, fully there. Um, so it's always like different for me when it comes to support because I just try to give like as much resources, but I feel like I don't fully know what I'm doing. God, I'm sorry to bring (laughs) this up. That's okay. No, it's my own experience. So, but, um, 
just resources. Like I always reach out to like, you know, Naomi Defoe is amazing when it comes to breastfeeding. So like if I ever have like questions from my mom, so I'm just like, hey, like this is what's happening. But I just feel like for me, like my experiences were so different. So I never know what to what to mm-hmm. say sometimes. And, and like we go to trainings and we learn things and that's awesome. But I get like a little like sad because I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't fully know like what you're going through because I didn't get to do it for as long as I wanted and yeah and so sometimes I just I feel bad about that but well, sad. I right? still definitely give my resources and I'm still 100% like about breastfeeding and I'll do anything I can to like make sure a mom stays successful at it if if she wants to continue to so oh yeah, I agree. I um, love that. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> gosh. Like, <laughs> it's always been like a barrier for me. I don't know. It's just is a tough subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hear well, you. I gave you props for being open about it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'd say definitely like the support is the big thing. Having people that you know that have done it, that have like tips and tricks. Um, I was fortunate that all the women in my family breastfed, so they were really like, that's all you're doing. Like you're nursing, you better not do formula. And so that was a little, that was kind of like intimidating too. So it's like right, yeah. When I when I try to support a mom, that's the one thing I would say. Like, hey, you know what? Fed is the best. Like mm-hmm, whether you can nurse or not, um, you know, do what you can. And if it's not working out, don't like stress yourself out over it and feel so bad because it is it's it's hard, right? Like if you can't do mm-hmm. it, because there have been times where like my supply has gone so low and I cried because I'm like, I can't feed my baby anymore. Like, what am I going to do? And um, having the support and people to reach out and be like, what do I, what do I do? I'm struggling and just being like, hearing that, like, hey, that's okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to have a low supply. It's okay to have cracked nipples. It's okay to get um, plugs. It's okay. It's like, and just hearing that it's okay. Like, I think was a really big thing um, for myself and, like I said, I know I feel like the first month I had everything that could go wrong with like nursing and I was still like, I'm just going to do it. I have the support system um, and oh, there's something else that I can't remember. I can't think of it. It was, uh, oh, I can't think of it, okay. um, but it was just that support was like a really big thing and I feel like um having it very normalized in the areas that I was going to like being able to I think another thing is like oh I don't want to pull my breast out and nurse my baby right here because I don't know what the world is gonna Mm -hmm. act like to me nursing my baby and so um when I visit moms I always try to like encourage them and build up like their confidence before they have a baby like hey you know if you nurse like you know, these are some of the issues in the world today. And just remember, like, they don't have to be your issues, you know. Do what you want. And, and if your baby's fed and your baby's happy, that's the most important thing. Definitely. Um, and so, like, that's what I always try to remind moms, like, when, when nursing. Like, hey, don't, don't, you know, sometimes you may run into those scary encounters with people. And they may say something that hurts. But, like, remember that little baby. Look at that little mm-hmm. baby's face that you're feeding, you know. And. And uh, do what you can and and remember that it is okay. Definitely. Yeah. I love it. That's why this, like, episode was so, like, near and, like, special to me is because I breastfed for so long and, like, bringing awareness. And it's just close to my heart, especially with you, Megan. Just, like, it was a a heartfelt episode that I feel good and honored 
to sit by you guys and hear your story. How long did you nurse again? Um, like 13 or 14 months. And so I had my third baby, my baby girl, and I was just finished breastfeeding my oldest. Well, he's only one. He's almost two. So I breastfed, and then I was still breastfeeding when I got pregnant. So I was like, I'm not going to breastfeed. So I was sick of it at that point. Like, I was just like, like just I need done. a break. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up doing it anyway. It's just, it's, I, it was meant for me. Yeah. Um, but that now that you brought up, like, you know, moms are kind of shamed for it. But I've seen you guys bring a lot of awareness on it. And especially at the powwows doing the breastfeeding tents. Can you guys share a little bit how that came? And, like, what do you guys do when you go to community events like that? Yeah, so I don't know when the tents started. It, it definitely started before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure, who, like, whose idea it was. But I just remember, like, one day they were like, we're going to start doing a breastfeeding tent. And I was like... That's actually really cool because yeah. there is a lot of moms who don't just like whipping mm-hmm. their breasts out anywhere and the world is very strange and weird yeah. and it's, you know, it's not always comfortable. And then there's the moms who don't care and the heck yeah, do, do yeah, you. Power but, to um, them, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, we just, we kind of set up at the events, like we just had the breastfeeding dinner on Tuesday and we had the tent there and it's just, it's just like a normal tent and um, we usually like try to provide like water and snacks for mom and the kiddos. Aww. Um, some chairs, and then there's usually, like, some fans in there, and they can just kind of come chill and be, like, in their own, like, space and That's do their so thing. so nice. Yeah, change baby if they need to, or and we try to go to the powwows, um, and then we've, we've had the tent at the breastfeeding dinner. Where else have we had the tent? Um, the baby fair. Yeah. I think the past couple, well, COVID, we haven't, yeah. but we used to have it there, um, Pretty much, I feel like any event that that like, we're like asked to go to, it's yeah. usually like up okay. at some point for someone. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so if anyone were to want more information on how to, you know, connect with you guys or more about your doula program, where would they go, or who would they call? Um, so they can contact um, Community Health, which that's like where our program is out of the department at Fond du Lac Human Services. Um, you know, our department is, we see, like, indigenous mothers and then mothers who are pregnant or having kids with um, indigenous people. They have to be, like, in our service area kind of thing. Okay. Um, but any, like, resources that they need or something like that, they can always reach out to community health. And, you know, if they didn't qualify for our services, we definitely have resources for, like, other areas. You know, there's other doula programs in the area that help serve our moms, so... Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming down and sharing about you yourselves personally and your doula program and what you guys do. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, let's surface back to our trivia question. It was, legend has it that basketball player Michael Jordan was breastfed until he was six years old, three years old, six months old, or Gatorade. So you guys both answered six years old, right? Okay. Drum roll. It's three years old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, I, I swear I like heard that before and it was six years old I don't, I don't know and it was quoted like the article I read it was quoted that like Michael Jordan's mother was like that's why he's an athlete of course oh goodness <laughs> well all right everybody well thanks for joining us on this episode hey, with hi, Megan and Val hi, and this is Morgan hi, 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 hi.